Welcome back to Glowing Up. Um, I wanted to check in and say hi and introduce this episode that I'm really excited about. Um, And also to remind you, if you haven't heard last week's episode, uh, it seems like people are really feeling it. And it's it's a pretty special episode. Um, uh, Caroline and I, after we recorded it, we were like, okay, people are either going to hate this episode and turn it off after five minutes, or they're going to be like in tears loving it. And I'm very happy that many of you have given us a really positive response. So if you want to listen to last week's episode, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, we spoke to a family marriage and li- licensed counselor. I-, I call it couples counseling. We-, we had a couples counseling session together and really dove deep into our friendship. And it was, it was, we were very, very real. We held absolutely nothing back. So um, check that out. And what else am I here to tell you? I was not in the interview today. Um, which had been planned for a while, just scheduling wise, this guest, uh, we were so excited to have her and we wanted to just make sure we got her as soon as possible. Um, this interview is really, really good. I've already listened to it and I've already learned so much and I really enjoyed hearing these two talk together. So I know you guys will too. And I also have a new podcast out called bloodbath, crazy name. Um, that's available on YouTube if you want to check that out. And that's with two other women, just kind of crazy stuff happening there. If you're interested, wherever podcasts are available. And if you want to show extra support and write us a review on iTunes and all that. And please do that for this show too. Um, we're really trying to build, we're really trying to make it happen. And we love the Glomies for it. So, um, I'm trying to think what else I want to tell you guys. I... Oh my gosh, I am working on my tie-dye line. Oh no, wait, I, I as I told many people, I'm not calling it tie-dye anymore. I'm calling it hand-dyed because it sounds way more chic. Just the way Caroline calls her fish tinned fish and not canned fish, which is very brand sexy and it really works for me, which by the way, her fish is so good. And you guys know I was vegan for a really long time. Then I dipped my toe back in by eating fish. And I I pretty much exclusively eat fishwife when it comes to tinned fish. I mean, actually, I'm 100% exclusive to them. So the smoked tuna is really delicious. I've never had anything like it. Everyone I know who's tried it raves about it. So if you're interested in supporting Caroline and the show and just trying really chic tinned fish, definitely check out eatfishwife.com. And I'm sorry, we talk about this all the time. So if you guys are annoyed, let me know. And then sleepoverbyester.com because actually the sweats are launching like this week for actual real. 
Um, and it's been a long journey of factories and fabrics and dye tests. And, you know, it's, it's definitely been a thing. But I think my goal of making like hand sewn, super luxurious sweatpants is, and for an, a relatively affordable price, I think it's actually happening. So I'm excited. Um, and, oh, let me just quickly tell you guys about my breakfast taco that is absolutely rocking my world. I just made one for my fiance and he actually liked it, which is crazy because we don't have the same taste at all. Because he's like full-blown meat all the time, cheese, cream, heavy creams, you know, and I, I don't eat any dairy and I, I try to be healthy. So we have absolute opposite taste. So I know when he likes something that I've fucking hit it out of the park. I'm going to quickly just go over it for you. So what I do is I get those Siete brand tortillas. You can do any tortilla. Those are the ones I like. And then I put some greens. So like a couple little tiny pieces of spinach, um, a piece of butter lettuce, you know, just to have that crunch in there. If I have tomato, I'll add it. Um, and then I fry an egg and then I air fry one of those Trader Joe's hash browns. I know so many of you know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, they look exactly like the McDonald's hash browns. They're just like little, you know, like little tablets of hash brown. I put that in the air fryer and then right when it's almost done cooking, I add a little bit of vegan cheese on it. Um, so that just kind of melts quickly, take it out and then I go tortilla lettuce, egg, hash brown with vegan cheese, a little bit of, I add that salt that we, if you're an OG Glomi, you know that I learned about Maldon finishing salt from freaking Kiernan Shipka, okay? Check out her episode, because she, these young girls, they, I learn everything from them. I, I learned about the Maldon finishing salt from Kiernan, and I learned about the Siete Tortillas from an Emma, Emma Chamberlain YouTube video. So I, I'm learning from the youngies, the youngins, the young girls, they know their shit, and I'm loving it. I'm so grateful. Um, so that's my little breakfast taco. Is that everything in it? Oh, and then I'll add, like, I have this very vinegary hot sauce that I got from a restaurant here in L.A. called All Time. But really, any sauce, you, you know, and it doesn't even need the sauce. When I made it for Dave, I didn't. he had no sauce, and he loved it. So it's so good. And, you, and again, throwback to, like, OG, OG, glowing listen, up listeners, my whole thing the first few months that we did this show was, what's a vegan breakfast? Now, this is not a vegan breakfast. It has an egg, but you could certainly deal without the egg. And it's just, to me, a huge accomplishment in life that I eat breakfast. So, and I make it myself. So I'm really proud of myself, feeling myself. Wanted to share that with you in case you guys are interested in, in um, you know, if you're looking for new ideas for food, which I always am. So if you guys have recipes, please send them to me. Always, always uh, send me ideas via Instagram DM or that text number I have, um, which is the link. You can just click text me on my Instagram bio. So you guys, I think that's it. This episode is awesome. Um, our guest, Rio, she has an incredible new book out. She is like the OG of, of skincare advice, like transmitting through the internet. And I'm so psyched that we had her on. We actually had her for a live show in New York back when, you know, live entertainment was existing. 
So it's nice that we get her in this intimate setting. We had forever been wanting to have her on just a normal episode. So I'm really glad we got to make this happen. Um, you guys, our episodes are on YouTube now. So definitely subscribe, check out our YouTube channel, all the things. You get it. Thank you for your... Of course, I burped at the last minute. Of course. I almost got through this without that. Um, thank you for your support, for being here. Truly, we are here to serve you guys and entertain you. So freaking enjoy. We'll see you guys soon. Hey, Glomies. So today we're doing something a little different. Uh, we have a very exciting guest on the show. And the thing that's different about this is it's just me, Caroline, interviewing our fabulous guest. We're going to have no Esther, which is very sad, but I think that our wonderful guest today more than makes up for the lack of Esther, in a way. Please welcome <laughs> the wonderful, incomparable, repeat glowing up guest. You know her. You love her. You idolize her. It's Rio Vieira Newton. What an intro, Caroline. Thank you so much. And Esther Rio. is deeply missed. She's deeply missed. Her Let's presence have a moment is of felt. silence. <laughs> moment of silence completed. Rio, for those of our those people in the audience that don't know, and I don't think there are any, Rio, you are a skincare guru. You're you are a columnist for New York Mag's The Strategist. You write mm -hmm. about your discoveries and finds in the exciting world of skincare. You of course blew up with the legendary the Google Doc I send to people who ask me how my skin got so good. I don't remember the exact title, but it's pretty it, much that. <laughs> yeah. Rio, you're so like on the cutting edge with, and I feel like you've taught me so much about skincare, especially the very confusing world of K beauty. Mm. You're yeah, definitely. It. I it's so funny being back on this podcast actually because mm. you and Esther were the first people who ever reached out to me besides my close friends and said like, "Hey, I love that article. Like, would you like to come on the podcast?" Ever. So I was so shook. Really? Yes. So when I came on your Glowing Up Live, which was in New York, yes. I was so nervous. I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> It was a lot to ask of you in retrospect that not only do you come come on your first podcast, but come on a live comedy show. It was at the New York Comedy Festival. It was like a full-blown comedy show. Well, I actually went back and listened to it, and I could just tell my voice was so shaky. But you guys made me feel so comfortable. That's what you guys do. That is so great. You Aww. make every guest feel so at home. Oh, my God. We try. And... That's so shocking to me. Like, I guess the world of skincare is so insulated from the rest of the world. It's such a vacuum. I think of you, like, to me, you're famous. You're like Brad Pitt. Like, in the small list of skincare influencers and bloggers and, like, Instagram accounts I follow, it's like you, Fitty, Shades of Snail. Legend. Like, such a legend. I'm like, who else are the amazing, sometimes, like, K-beauty leaning accounts that I follow. But Charlotte like Cho, I feel like, is a real Charlotte pioneering Cho. name in this space, for sure. Such and a pioneering name in this space. Yeah, she's um, amazing. 
there's like skin. Oh, do I, sort of obsessed. Did I learn about her from you or do I, fo- I maybe I, she's like a different girl that I follow. I just assume I, everyone I, I follow, have, I found out. I have you. looked, I have looked at her Instagram and it's super cool. I, I yeah, I love her. I don't her. know if I mentioned it the last time I went on this podcast, I, which I know because I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> but your, so your column for the strategist, mm-hmm. it's like, I know your skin so well now. You're, you're combination are you combination dry hormonal somewhere like in that you know what my skin is ever-changing but it's pretty consistently dry Mm -hmm. my t-zone kind of has a mind of its own so sometimes it's drier sometimes it's oilier i'm constantly struggling with the eczema and acne balance Gotcha. So it's really hard for me to find products that uh treat my acne without completely stripping it and Mm -hmm. irritating my eczema so that has definitely been a journey for me oh since I first God. got into skincare. Definitely yeah, I mean, tried so many things that were terrible for my skin. True, because we've all been down that road. And I feel like this is so key to your teachings, if I may, where when you first, when acne first hits the scene in any person's life, your instinct is to attack it, mm-hmm. dry it out, decimate it with acids or retinols. But, and I think this is like a big teaching of K-beauty and I think a big teaching of yours Mm -hmm. is that sometimes the best first line of defense, we have to embrace like nourishing our skin, moisturizing and healing. I really sympathize with people who overuse exfoliators though, because I think exfoliators are one of those products that after the first time you use one, you wake up the next day and you're like, my skin looks amazing. So I don't blame people for wanting to use it every single night, because especially when you're going through, you know, a period of time where you're breaking out a little bit more than usual or you're not happy with where your skin's at. You just want to keep using the products that are showing you results. But Mm. really, it is kind of the art of skincare is knowing when to pare it back. Mm. And that is Mm -hmm. something that you only really learn once you've made many a skincare error such as myself because as an editor i try a million things so and there's so much to talk about and the reason you're here i just have to say before we even go deeper is you're not here for your health rio you're Mm -hmm. here because you very excitingly have your own book your own skincare bible it's it's absolutely insane it is truly Mm -hmm. so crazy so there's so much to talk about and I'm so excited. I read the book. It's amazing. Like I can't wait for people to get their oh, hands I'm on so it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you liked it. That means so much to me, Caroline. And I, I want to dig into like what I found to be like the key takeaway. First of all, what is the book called? We got to let it's the It's called, know. let's face it, Secrets of a Skincare Obsessive, which is, and, yes, that was like the only thing I knew about the book. I was so nervous going in. I didn't know how it was going to turn out I didn't know how long it was going to take me but from the start I was like I know I want to call it that (laughs) oh it's so great and there's all these amazing illustrations in it yes like I I who is the illustrator you worked with because they're so cute yeah so Laura is actually my childhood best friend our moms are best friends we grew up together and she is an incredible illustrator and I knew I wanted to make the book visual Um, I knew I wanted it to be really fun and have charts that were super easy to digest and beautiful. 
and I just, I've always been such a fan of her work and I asked her if she wanted to do it with me and basically we just tried it out and it clicked. So we decided to move forward together and I'm so happy I did it with her because it was such a bonding experience as well. Oh, and there's a, a ton. There's a ton of illustrations in there. That's yeah. like a lot of back and forth. That's a lot of communication you have to do with someone. Definitely. Also, like, it's just so crazy. It, it really showed me how strong our relationship is because you could be best friends with someone, but you don't really know what their work ethic is like. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was so nice to just have this, like, beautiful work relationship with her that oh. ended up turning out great. Thankfully. I know. <laughs> it turned out great. The book is like you said so full of like informational illustrations and cute graphics like it just makes the whole thing so fun to read and like tell me about the process of writing a book did a publishing company is this something you always wanted to do did a publishing company approach you and say like Rio we love your columns like Mm. would you ever consider writing a book like how did that all go down yeah so I actually had an agent reach out to me which is fairly common I thankfully my best friend is a book editor so he really coached me through the entire process right but I had an agent reach out to me and she didn't really have an idea for what she wanted the book to be she kind of wanted it to be um more of a self-help kind of skincare for the soul which I think this book does touch on totally What I was recognizing, especially when I started working on the book, which at this point is now like almost two years ago. Wow. I just realized that skincare was erupting from, you know, this little online community to a billion dollar industry. And it was happening Mm -hmm. so fast. And with that became with that came like this insane influx of products, brands, information, steps, And I think that can be really overwhelming for a lot of people. Of course, there are some people who absolutely adore getting into the nitty gritty kind of chemistry of it all. But there's also people who are like, "Uh, this is stressing me out. I just want to buy a cleanser. So I wanted to create a book that could speak to both the skincare rookie and the skincare veteran and Mm. just create a guidebook that you could rely on anytime skincare felt confusing or overwhelming. And I just wanted it to feel like an old friend. It was really important that it didn't at any point feel like a textbook, which is why Laura's illustrations, her like beautiful, charming watercolors um, worked so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so true because I think of myself, I think of myself more as like a skincare obsessive veteran and I do kind of enjoy, you know, going deep into Reddit slash skincare addiction or like going deep in the comments on the clog, you know, like I will get in there and get my elbows dirty, but like there's such an abundance of information out there. And even me, someone who's like well versed in these terms and the Definitely. skincare layering and like all the all the everything, I even get overwhelmed. So like, I feel so bad when someone comes to me for like a simple question. They're like, "What cleanser should I use?" I'm like, "What's your skin type? Do you double cleanse?" Like, I don't even know where to start with them sometimes because there's there's like so there's so much to ask and there's so much to talk about and I feel like so many times people feel guilty for not knowing the basic fundamentals of skincare they're like oh you're gonna hate me but like what's a serum and I'm thinking to myself why why should you feel guilty why should you know that when people are like 
what's the difference between hyaluronic acid and glycerin? I feel so stupid that I don't know. I'm like, are you a cosmetic chemist? <laughs> then why should you feel guilty for not knowing that? Which is why I wanted to create a book that people could just like constantly refer back to. Mm-hmm. So basically I, you know, I just wanted to create something that made people feel like they didn't have to memorize all of these crazy terms and, and chemistry um, just to feel comfortable buying a product. Oh, yeah. I mean, when pH starts to get involved, that's when my brain turns off. When It's so skin- hard. I'm studying that kind of stuff in aesthetics right now, and it's, you know, it's not easy. And, okay, so, yeah, you mentioned when we were emailing that you're in, so are you in esthetician school? Like, tell me what, I am in what are esthetician. you studying? Yeah, I'm in esthetician night school right now. It's pretty intense because I, I work a nine-to-five, and then basically as soon as I get off of my nine-to-five, I go to school which ends around like 9, 30, 10. So my mm. days are super long, but it's so fun. It's genuinely so much fun. And I think, yeah, I, I think l- the best thing about esthetician school is refreshing the basics. I think it's yeah. like, it's really important to do that sometimes, just like take a step back before you get too involved with like the most particular things. Or you, when you're talking about things on like a molecular level, sometimes I think it's really important to just like take a step back and you're like, what am I talking about again? Oh yeah, double cleansing. What is that? <laughs> you know? Totally. Cause like I can say a hundred times, oh, double cleansing is because the oils in the, in the, in your first cleanse bind to like the oils and the makeup on your face but I'm like yeah <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means like I'm so bullshitting so hard yeah do you feel like your uh your routine has gotten shorter during quarantine or have you been experimenting with a lot of stuff I haven't been doing a ton of experimenting and it has gotten shorter in a way just because I'm putting on makeup putting on so much less makeup and mm, yeah I'm indoors zooming all day so I don't I'm not a daily quarantine sunscreen wearer if I'm not going outside. So like, I think that's okay. I mean, listen, I always like with sunscreen, when people ask me about like the politics of sunscreen, let's call it like if I'm in this mm. scenario, should I wear it or should I not? For mm-hmm. me, my perspective on sunscreen is just like try and make it a habit, you know, mm-hmm. like try and make it as much of a habit as like brushing your teeth or flossing your teeth is probably more comparable, but mm-hmm. I I think it just makes it so much easier when you just instinctively do it rather than think to yourself, should I put it on today, should I not? But I also like totally feel the days where just like skincare feels burdensome and you're like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I also think yeah. that that's important. Yeah, it's so funny because it's like, I, I feel like all my skincare tools are like staring me in the face. Like you'd think during quarantine I'd have time to like hit the new face or really get into my gua sha facial massage Mm. regimen but no I've been keeping it pretty simple my one big discovery skincare wise of quarantine has been embracing differin which is really differin's awesome differin is something that I just feel like I overlooked in my many years of struggle with acne like I was like differin like no way that'll work maybe like I've tried it in the past and it didn't work or I wasn't using it right that's what happened and with me. I used it as a teen and I used it all wrong. Exactly. Exactly. And in court, I was really struggling at the beginning of quarantine. I got a crazy hormonal jawline mm-hmm. acne, like nothing was making it better. And I was like, maybe I should just start 
using a retinol, one that's specifically formulated or like it's really good for acne. Oh yeah, duh, Differin. And incorporating Differin has honestly made a world of difference. I use it like two or three times a week and my acne is like way more manageable. And then in the meantime, are you just using like gentle products? I use gentle products. I mean, I do also, I, I wanted to ask you about this. I do do a chemical exfoliation of some kind sometimes like once a week on my off days but I I, I don't know I'm like am I over exfoliating I don't know but in the I meantime mean, I just use more like nourishing like yeah nourishing stuff I mean the thing is if your skin can handle it then I mean you know your skin better than anyone else right if you're not getting so crazy true. peels or flaking if you're not breaking out then it's probably okay general rule of thumb I tell people if they really want to use a peel, like a chemical exfoliator and a retinoid to do one week retinoid, one week AHA or BHA. That is what the book said, but I wanted to confirm (laughs) as well. But truly, if it's working for you, that's great. I have tougher skin. So, okay, let's talk about the book a little bit. And to me, the key of the book, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it. There's a lot of information. Are the five pillars. Yes. Of skincare. Can mm-hmm. you tell us what are the five pillars? Um, yeah, so the five pillars of skincare are illuminating, smoothing, plumping, healing, and hydrating. And my argument is that most skincare products and ingredients um, fall under one or more of those five pillars. So it's just a way to understand what your products and ingredients are capable of doing and what mm-hmm. they are mostly doing, if that makes mm. sense. So, you know, hyaluronic acid is both extremely plumping and hydrating. So Mm -hmm. you can look at, this is where the illustrations really come in handy because I feel like the chart for the five pillars was really great at explaining this in a more visual way, but it's really just allowing you to understand what your ingredients are capable of doing. And I think vice versa. Like, I think that, we're so trained to be like, what does my skin need? Oh, I have acne. I need to get rid of my acne. Or like, I have wrinkles. I want to do that. But it's like, it forces, I think, the reader to go a little deeper and like articulate their skincare needs in a more like, uh, in a more all encompassing way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And also evaluate what products you're already using, you know, because I think a lot of times people are like, trying to incorporate a million buzzy ingredients into their routine when in reality a product probably are that you already have uses an ingredient that does all of these wonderful things and you didn't even realize it which is why Mm -hmm. i think an ingredient like niacinamide um has gotten so popular because it really does fall under all five of those pillars because it's capable of doing so much niacinamide is really like this was her year she oh, just, yeah. this was her year, and I'm so happy. It was CeraVe's year, and it was Niacinamide's year, and I'm so happy for both of them. I know Hyaluronic really took a back seat in 2020. She did. To, she did. Yeah, she kind, of, she kind of fell off a bit. Yeah, she was a little too bossy for a while, and now she needs to take a seat. Mm-hmm. It's all about Niacinamide for me. Like, there is no problem that I have that Niacinamide does not improve upon whether it's it's of course you've got your uh pigmentation so i guess that would be your high your illuminating Mm -hmm. 
yeah, so that's like specifically for um, pigmentation, hyperpigmentation, acne scarring, anything like that. That was like personally, I'm always interested to learn like which of my products use ingredients that secretly have illuminating properties because hyperpigmentation is probably one of my biggest skin issues. It is my biggest skin issue too, yeah. Rio. And niacinamide really does seem to help, but I I feel like the number one skin skincare question my newbie friends ask me is like, what do I do for hyperpigmentation? It's like it's the hardest thing to treat. It really like is, you can, yeah. And I don't, and I think that vitamin C. Now I'm just like, I'm on my soapbox. Yeah, I talk your shit. Vitamin, I find that vitamin C, like, can really upset my acneic skin. Like it's hard to that. really find. It's hard mm-hmm. to find a good vitamin C, and I don't. It's I don't know that vitamin C like really does make a difference. I mean, you just have to be really consistent with it, I guess. Yeah, consistency is really key. The thing about vitamin C is that unlike so many other ingredients, its illuminating properties, shall we say, have been researched and proven so many times over rather than mm. a lot of other new buzzy ingredients that have hit the scene, which is why mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are interested in talking about vitamin C. Um, Having said that, ascorbic acid, which is like the number one type of vitamin C that you'll see in serums, it can be really irritating. And you're not alone. I have a lot of friends that get severely irritated by vitamin C, ascorbic acid specifically. It's a a tough one. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I, I feel like dark marks, post inflammatory hyperpigmentation or whatever. It's such a patience game. And it's like all about nourishing and like slowly working at it. But mm-hmm. I'm a results oriented and patient person. And it's yeah, hard. I think your combination of niacinamide and Differin is wonderful for hyperpigmentation. I think you're really onto Thank something. You. I'm moved Thank you by that so combo. I feel that it's really working. I feel like it's really, really working for me. Okay, so let's go back to the pillars. So, okay, hi. You might have to say them again, but like yes. I kind of want to like go into each one of them a little bit more and like yeah, say some ingredients that might help each of them, and I don't know, maybe this will help people, inspire them. Yeah, so definitely. Okay, the first one that's coming to mind, um, you might have to go through them. Is hydrating one of them? Yes, hydrating okay, is certainly so, one of them. So that's like a common one. We know Esther is famously dry skinned yes you know, i get it maybe maybe some symptoms of like lack of hydration would be like maybe you're feeling tightness or like starting to feel like aging or wrinkles exactly i like to describe um determining your dry skin when you wash your face do you feel an immediate tightness for me that's okay. absolutely yes i feel like the spongebob animation where you know mm-hmm. he like has all the water sucked out of him that's what i feel oh, like yes. i'm so dry I, I i can't smile if i wash my face and i don't put something on immediately after oh my god you're so dry i'm super super dry um so yeah, I think there are so many wonderful hydrating ingredients. Is there any in particular? You're not. You're oily, well, right? Us, I'm oily, but hit us with mm-hmm. a couple. Like, um, I mean, of course, hyaluronic acid is immediately coming to mind. Hyaluronic acid is amazing. I mean, I think the most underrated one, in my opinion, is glycerin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This I, is what we want to hear. Yeah. Like, I am just in love with glycerin. The thing, the thing that's wonderful about glycerin is it's a humectant, like hyaluronic acid, right? 
so it attracts water but unlike hyaluronic acid glycerin can very easily replace where it naturally occurs in your skin so mm. it makes hydrating your skin and conditioning your skin very easy that's why you'll notice with glycerin products there is that kind of conditioning feel that hyaluronic mm. acid doesn't really have um, it's so funny because I did a story about glycerin the other day comparing it um, to hyaluronic acid. and I saw this. Yes. I got so many DMs from people being like, what glycerin product should I get? What, um, I'm freaking out. Where, what's the best glycerin product? And I was like, I guarantee if you look at any moisturizer you have, any hydrating mask you have, glycerin is the second ingredient. I'm like grabbing mine. Okay, this doesn't have a list of ingredients, <laughs> never mind. Um, okay, so glycerin, that's a hot tip. That's a very it's, hot tip. Yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful, it's a truly a wonderful ingredient. Okay, so let's move on to illuminating. It's what we've been talking about. Yes. And illuminating might be hyperpigmentation or, yeah. I, I feel like I see dullness listed a lot, which is like kind of like a weird, vague word, but I'm like, am I dull? I think so. Mm. Dullness for me is just when you feel like there is like kind of a lack of, yeah, I mean, truly like a lack of radiance in your skin, which sometimes can be because you haven't slept very well. Sometimes it can be that you're dry as well. Dryness, you know, can contribute so much to that. Um, but yeah, with, gotcha. illumin with illuminating, I think truly like niacinamide is, is the wonder is the wonder ingredient there. Wonder I ingredient. Give it to her. I, Licorice root extract is also cool. Ah. She's cool. She's a more natural ingredient or, you know, it, mm. it's often sourced through plant-based, um, yeah, ingredients. I got so. you. Niacinamide is so key. And like, I have to give a big shout out to a product we always talk about on this podcast, Elta MD UV Clear. That's my mm -hmm. sunscreen of choice. Yeah. It is full of niacinamide. So like when I put on my sunscreen, I know I'm just getting like a nice boost of my skincare's favorite ingredient. Yeah, my definitely. Ingredient. It's so shout good. Out to, shout out to also Glossier Super Pure. People love that product. One it's of my best product. friends is obsessed with that serum. It's been reformulated recently. I don't know what yeah. they did, but yeah. I like it. Uh, big big shout out to that okay yeah so. it's good it's also uh, you know relatively affordable which is awesome oh yeah i feel like it comes in at like a cool like 34 or something like that yeah definitely just definitely. made that up okay i think like maybe it's twin let's talk like high 20s i want to say okay that that feels right <laughs> this this feels right i should not just go around like accusing glossier products of being 34 dollars that was not cool <laughs> no. and that's no, what i apologize like to emily weiss that wasn't cool personally emily um, if you're listening um i'm so sorry okay Hit us with another pillar. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about plumping, shall we? Plumping's an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. What would be the symptoms of like? How do I know I need plumpness? So for me, I think a lot of it is about like lack of elasticity, lack of elasticity, also fine lines and wrinkles, which I think is mm -hmm. important to think about. It's also like, you know, fine lines and wrinkles. I think are really great in a way. Like I think that they are signs that you've lived your life and I honestly try to encourage people to embrace their fine lines and wrinkles as much as possible but oh, yeah. I also yeah I also think that sometimes you just want to add that kind of like bounce back into your skin mm -hmm. and probably my favorite ingredient for that is ceramides mm. which you know like 
what's not to love about ceramides really. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so they naturally occur in your body. They're the naturally occurring fatty lipids and they're what Mm. help us maintain like exactly that like buoyancy. I feel like ceramides, I see that word on moisturizers a lot. I don't know exactly what it means, but I'm definitely looking for a moisturizer with ceramides. Yes, glycerin and ceramides together, wonderful. Definitely things to look for when you're buying a moisturizer. Okay, that's huge. That's really, really huge. (laughs) And I just want to like quickly just shout out, don't be afraid to moisturize twice a day. No, don't be, yeah. I have oily skin, oily skin, and even I moisturize twice a day, and I find it, it, it's, it just does wonders for me. Don't sleep on that. No, definitely. Do you feel like your skin is worse when you don't moisturize twice a day? Do you feel you know, I, a kind of tightness I can't or say not really? For sure. I can't say for sure, but I can say that keeping my skin very, very, very moisturized, even with my oily skin, seems to, seems to help manage mm-hmm. my overall oil production my skin is not overproducing oil and i think it's like my first line of defense in maintaining my plumpness look i'm yeah. still sagging i still no, don't know how to not. like no i mean you know what i mean like i still like wish i could like give myself a thread lift and like pull everything up but like for now moisturizing is it's helping stave stave aging away honey Definitely. i drink i live i live hard so do i so do I. Um, okay. okay, this so, is so helpful. I is this love fun? This, this <laughs> okay, is fun good. for me. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so yeah, the other pillar, the next pillar is healing, which is probably my favorite one. This because, is, I, yeah. I was just going to say, this, this is my is, favorite one too. When I am searching for a product, like I need it to primarily fall under the healing pillar. And that is my Whoa. skin type. That's because, of, as we know, you have eczema, Correct. you with acne, mm-hmm. and those... So we gotta I'm, nourish. Yeah, I'm really looking for products that just like calm and soothe my skin because that will help both my acne and my eczema. And when I find products that do both of those things, I'm so happy. I truly am. It was so eye-opening to me to like learn that active, even with an active pimple, don't kill yourself trying to dry it out, putting spot treatments on it, just like irritating that skin. It's like sometimes turn to nourishing and healing to like soothe and just give it some love definitely yeah and then you know hit it with hit it with some aha or bha you know once a week there we go okay just to kind of get rid of those dead skin cells maybe brighten up the area you know Mm. you don't have to get too crazy but you know once a week once every couple weeks Let's talk healing, girl. So the one healing product that comes to mind, it's like the most real product Uh in the world to me is snail mucin. I'm like looking at it right now because there truly are so many healing ingredients. I love so much. Like it's hard for me to think. I'm a big snail mucin person. Ever since it was in the original Google Doc, it has not left my rotation. It only does wonders for my skin. Well, you know, snail is actually in hydrating, but I would say that it is e- no, 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 but I would say that it is equal parts healing okay. and hydrating. Um, I'll let I the just think speak. No, I I completely agree with you there. It is like it does have so many wonderful reparative qualities. Um I just think that it's also incredibly hydrating. So again, like that duo, the combination of both of those pillars, healing and hydrating together is why for me, it's such a stellar product. 
as ah. someone with super sensitive dry skin i also suffer from acne and eczema so yes snail mucin is just she's divine and you're not okay. wrong for bringing her up Okay, tell um, me some more uh, purely I'm, healing products I before think I embarrass of one, myself. No, I'm, I'm well, trying to think of one for you that is kind of, like, fun and sexy. I mean, Centella, I think, is a wonderful one. I was just going to say. Yeah. I was just going to say. Where yeah. do we stand on Centella? So, it had been used a lot for wound healing, which mm. I think, like, just says so much about it. If you've picked your face or if you've picked at a scab, which we can yes, talk about yes. this. I am a skin picker. I'm reformed, but it was a big issue for me for a long time. A product mm -hmm. like Centella is so wonderful because if you incorporate it into your routine, it's really going to help, yeah, heal and kind of, like, um, also bring down any redness in that area, mm -hmm. which I think is so wonderful. Oh, it's so wonderful. And I find that a lot of, at least my, some of the Centella products I use are like more like in the gel, lighter moisturizer category. Purito makes some great products yeah. like this amazing Purito moisturizer. It's wonderful. Also, I love Cosrx, all of their Centella stuff is awesome. You know, I love Cosrx. S such a fan. And there's nothing better than like if I'm like inflamed or like oily or I have an active pimple, which you know I do. Mm -hmm. Putting on that like calming cold centella moisturizer, oh, that's heaven for the skin. Yeah, it's so good. I love it so much. Definitely an ingredient to look out for. There are so many ingredients in the healing pillar, like in particular. You gotta buy. This is why people gotta buy the book. We can't sit yeah. here all day and tell oh, them yeah, every it's single true, healing ingredient. It's true. Ingredient. It's true. I won't. I won't spoil. And then the big one and the hardest one for people to fathom, I think, is the last pillar, which is smoothing, which is where things uh, can get kind of tricky because that's where we talk about AHAs, BHAs, retinoids, which, you know, mm. I love retinoids. I really do. But I guess a little sneak peek into something to talk about is mandelic acid, which for me, I feel like is a very mm. underrated ingredient. I don't know if you've had any experience. I don't know if you've met her before. Um, Mandelic? I'm trying to think. I don't know that we've been introduced properly. So she is really great. Again, like, obviously I'm speaking a little biased here because I'm so dry and so sensitive, but she mm. is a big molecule. She's bigger than lactic acid or glycolic acid. So she That's is amazing. Big. Yeah. So she is, she's thick. Um, she's thick and she is so good for sensitive skin, skin the sensitive skin types. <laughs> Because, okay, okay. you know, she's not penetrating as deep down into your skin. I mean, it's it's okay. penetrating slower. Mm. So I just think that she's so wonderful. She also has some hydrating properties. And oh. I just think she's overlooked. What is the mandelic acid product that Rio is using these days? There's a really good one from The Ordinary that I love. Do you know oh. Naturium, which is Susan Yara's? Do you know who Susan Yara is? I can't say that I do. <laughs> she I is a YouTuber. She's kind of mm. of the like YouTube skincare reacts community, like with Hiram. Ah, uh -huh. I'm and looking her up now. I have to follow. Yeah, she started a skincare brand called Naturium that is like very much ingredient focused. And mm. what I love about it is instead of um, the ingredients being called like brightening serum it'll say like 10 percent mandelic acid which which is kind of like the ordinary system you know totally which i think is so cool because you get to really know what you're using instead of just guessing okay that is cool i'm gonna check her out and um, her. yeah For she sure. hasn't she has an awesome 
mandelic acid serum that I definitely recommend. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I, I cannot speak highly enough of the book. I think it is a must have, like you said, whether you're a skincare obsessive, a skincare newbie, you dabble in skincare, you're skincare curious. It's just a helpful Bible to have on hand. I really, I really hope you all love it so much. And Caroline, it means so much to me that you enjoyed it. It really does. I completely enjoyed it. I thought it was adorable and wonderful. And I think the Glomies are going to absolutely love it. Now, so where, this is like a stupid question this day and age, where can people find the book? Everywhere, um, probably. <laughs> there is a link in my bio on my Instagram that'll take you to all the different retailers, depending on where you want to shop, whether you want to shop at Barnes uh, & Noble or Target or an independent bookstore, which I recommend. Um, yeah. So I Perfect. I'm happy I asked. <laughs> and Rio, just in case people don't know, where can we find you on Instagram? Yeah, you can find me at, at Rio VN. I also have a column at The Strategist, a weekly column. So yeah, it's the best. If you're not reading Rio's column, what are you even doing with your life? Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Rio, it was a pleasure to have you on. You're welcome anytime. We love having you. And everyone go check out Rio's book. Let's face it. I can't remember the second part. The secrets of a skincare obsessive. You got That's it. You got it. it. <laughs> Rio, we love you. And we'll see you soon. Everyone go buy her book. Podcast Network.